0: Uh, should coronavirus be our banter?
1: I mean, it can be. Like, I, I don't know. It's. I was considering the apology for this week being like, I'm sorry if, in retrospect, episode, what was it, like, 72 is kind of dark. Because I I do genuinely think that was both of us, like, fighting uh, what's becoming a global pandemic. <laughs> oh, episode 75. No, 76 was the one that we were sick while recording. 75 was the one that I was sick while editing. <laughs> So we already have, like, the Secret Service listening to us, but now we have the CDC also.
0: Just piss off all the agencies.
1: How can we get the Coast Guard listening to our podcast? What can, I don't know. Uh, oh, you and Sarah are actually going on a boat trip sometime soon, so. Uh,
0: we we signed up for a cruise. Like, we purchased our tickets, like, a week and a half ago, just at the start of the coronavirus uh, pandemic going through. Was
1: there a discount, or?
0: Oh my God, Harry! There was such a discount. Like this is this is the cheapest cruise we will ever go on. Uh, <laughs> dot dot dot. If it actually happens, uh, we're we're pulling about a sixty percent probability of the entire cruise being scrapped. Lots of things
1: are being canceled, and it's you know Sam. It's a weird moments in your life when you look at you know how much you go outside of your house and like your general activities and realize that if a full on quarantine happens, it may not affect me that much. I'm kind of already isolating myself just but it's more just because of social anxiety.
0: <laughs> uh, social anxiety, the best social distancer. <laughs> To Brokazatsu, two brothers' exploration of tokazatsu shows and related media. My name's Sam. And
1: I'm Harry. And I apologize to Sam for apparently burning the only good apology I had in the pre-show banter period, and so now we didn't have anything to apologize for, except then I apologized about that, and now this is getting weirdly meta. Um, uh, yes, Sam, Sam it's, where do we go from odd,
0: here? It's It's annoying that we lead such blameless lives, such lives free of sin, free of harm, to our fellow man. That there's nothing that we can apologize for. Uh I guess, I guess there's no
1: more evidence than the stuff I've already shown on the show that I could throw in your face, so
0: <laughs> uh all is well, Harry. It will just bounce right off of me. Uh shall we go to uh Common Rider Zero One? Or yeah, this week we are doing uh Common Rider Zero One, uh episode twenty-six. Twenty-six? And then we are doing a uh, guy the very final episode, and then we will never talk about this show again. Uh, yeah, you know that's not true. We're, we complain about the shows that, look,
1: we're still complaining about Ultraman Nexus, like last episode. <laughs>
0: like, uh, we're going to be yes.
1: yelling about Kota and Michi in like another year. Uh,
0: Next episode, we're going to be starting up an entirely new series. Uh, uh, uh Well, ne-
1: next episode, next episode, I,
0: I thought we were going to be,
1: well, we'll talk about it at the end of the episode.
0: Oh, that's right. Why the hell am I doing, like, the scheduling? Like, this is explicitly something I'm not supposed to be doing. Why did you allow me to do this, Harry?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, you, for a second, you took control of the podcast and I need to, like, jump over our online connection and slap it out of your head and be like, no, <laughs> you're not responsible enough for this, Sam.
0: <laughs> yes, I am the goofus. I am the goofus. It's you. You are the gallant.
1: Instead, let's just talk about Common Rider Zero One* episode 26, that you apparently liked a lot more than me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean we were we were chatting a little bit about this before, and admittedly, this is kind of like this is this is a cotton candy episode. It's really sweet and there's kind of a not a lot of substance to it, but I enjoyed it thoroughly, Harry.
1: Yeah, it's just I don't know, it's I mean, this is this is episode twenty six, and uh episode sixteen was kind of the destruction of Metsubo Jinrai the first time, which means it's been a ten-episode arc of dealing with Jack and this whole contest, and it's it hasn't been earning its keep. And also, like I said, it's been ten episodes of Yua barely able to do anything.
0: Uh, that's true, but I think we're we might be starting to see a little bit of that uh, reversal coming through. Like what? Okay, what it's episode- just, but
1: very soon, Sam. Uh, one Zero One will not have Gaim to be going up against, so our standards will be raising
0: this is true admittedly this is true uh, that said what what i think this episode is more than anything else is a reaction to the writers who had, had who have had to work on this like contest like they i think they took a week off i think they had some coffee and they came back and they said okay some of this arc is not going great guys we need to reverse a little bit we need to tweak some things and we need to make this actually fun compelling television again and I think I think they largely succeeded.
1: Okay, but is this the episode they created during that break? Because I, I don't know if you say it's one of the contest arcs. It's the first episode of two, and it's about firefighting. If you have those three facts, I feel like you could just kind of imagine most of this episode. It's it's very rude. and there's not a lot of movement on the other plot lines.
0: Oh yeah, it's a hundred percent by the numbers, but you know what? It's fun, Harry. It's fun to watch. Like we, not every episode a Common Writer. Has to be new and spectacular.
1: No, it's, but it doesn't like build out the, it It doesn't move the plot forward, but it also doesn't build out the characters too much. Like it, they're kind of doing the same thing. Like if this was the characters messing around in a weird situation, that'd be fine. But it's just, no, it, well, as it starts, let, let's just go through it. You know, we can, we can do the full breakdown. But, you know, at the start of it, it's uh, what turns out to be kind of a, uh, promotion video by Zaya Enterprise showing that they've been their Zaya spec to firefighters.
0: Yes, uh, there's footage that is very much straight out of Backdraft of firefighters being brave, going through buildings, rescuing people under rubble, and they're using their Zaya spec Google glasses to do so. Just that scanning, seeing that, you know, that
1: this region is cool enough to be safe in, the roof is going to collapse, that, that, that type of thing. And and we we pan out to see Aruto sitting in Jack's office and it, I don't know, I feel like Aruto is being, the the problem is, we've seen Aruto get pissed off over and over that he is behind all of this, like, everything that's happened is his fault, and he's being way too civil, like, I don't think Aruto should be willing to meet him in his office anymore, like, the, Jack should be seeking him out.
0: That is a flaw, like, we have seen Aruto straight up lose his shit. Uh, in Jack's presence, because Jack is responsible for all the deaths uh, in this show so far, it turns out. In *Common Rider Double, you were annoyed that they weren't just going to, you know,
1: they they knew who the museum was for a lot of the show. And then, but, and I, I was more forgiving because I knew there was a thing of, like, he was subconsciously controlling him away from that. Unless they pull something like that, then Arto is, that he's, I know he's a CEO, but he is, he's just pulled some stuff.
0: Uh, that said, that said, aside from Aruto being way too nice to Jack, uh, what I really love about this is, Harry, this is an actual contest. Like, this is an actual, real, legit, quantifiable contest between professionals, which we have not yet seen up to this point in the whole arc it is, but there's lots of weird factors. Like it,
1: So, uh, Zai's representative is going to be the, the main guy from the commercial we just saw, whose name is Hamura, which has thrown me off because I just started watching Madoka with uh my, our sister Ellen. And that's the major character named Hamura in that. Uh, and uh, Izu scans her database and picks their representative, Ichi Ichikyunosuke. So, just uh, Ichi is like one or first in Japanese, so it's like number one.
0: Okay, number one firefighter, yep.
1: They say, Ertov says, like, he's burning for a fight. And Izu says, burn behind him. But as they leave, Yua mentions, hey,
0: I've received word from Ames that jinn
1: of Mitsubo Genre has was surfaced.
0: To which uh, Jack responds, yes, that was within 100% of my expectations. And Yua catches that he just said 100%. Which, for Jack, kind of means, like, 10%. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so
1: Jack, instead, turns to Yua and says, okay... We've we've won two rounds and lost one. When we win this we'll effectively have control over Heiden. Parentheses. that's not really how it works, Jack. Like you're doing a stock thing and you it's only a PR thing if you win. Uh but anyway, Yua's job is to just wait until the firefighter is showing any signs of singularity and just openly slap the belt on him.
0: Yeah, I'm still not entirely sure why this is being allowed.
1: Okay, when it happens, because it happens, like Jack is standing between the like the camera and the people watching, but there were like a bunch of firefighters off to the side watching, and like they don't have a moment of. I don't well, know, we'll
0: we'll get to it. We'll, I got a lot to say about that particular scene, uh. But yeah, after this, they, uh, they go and they start the contest. It turns out that it's at a test facility, like it's straight up a training facility for firefighters. They will have people dressed up as you know victims in different scenarios. Uh, on the first, second, and third floor of the base. There,
1: there's a there's a good
0: bit here. Like, uh, it, the
1: first mission is the basement with with debris in it, and there's a bunch of cute girls saying "save us," and the firefighters get fired up. And the the first floor, uh, is just on fire, and it's a bunch of hot dudes yelling "save us," so the firefighters are less into it. And then on the next floor up is the vice president, his Tony and Shesta, who are just sitting in smoke saying, uh, "Why why are we always the wounded people?"
0: <laughs> uh the vp though he's taking it very seriously He's lying on the ground pretending to have a heart attack yeah he, he got that experience being a corpse in the acting thing <laughs> uh but it's great and harry this is this is a legit straight up contest this is real
1: they needed to have this type of thing in like an earlier contest and maybe have the conceptual ones later uh it's i don't know it's just i've 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 burned up a lot of goodwill in the show, and, like, it's, like, this isn't bad or anything, it's just, I don't know.
0: I've burned up goodwill on this story arc. I still very much enjoy the show, but they need to get done with the story arc, and I think the writers also agree.
1: Uh, the firefighter's like, yeah, I'm gonna show the difference between programming and experience, and Arto makes another heating up joke. But then you just fires the starting gun without saying ready
0: or anything, and they, they start the contest. Uh, I should uh, just kind of step aside a little bit, Harry. One thing, like the firefighting human gear, why does it look like a human? And I know that's the point, but this is like the very first contest where a having a robot contestant is one hundred percent an advantage. Like having robot firefighters. Oh my god, that would be a good idea. No, oh, yeah, it, it it would be great. But the thing is, they could have, like, four arms. They could have, like, big old claws to pick up debris. Like, why does it need to just look like a guy? I mean, it, it might be a standardization
1: thing. Like, they've built human gears to take the place of humans in so many places that, like, just... They they may just not have design models that... You know, it's, it's standard, you know? Like, they have a human shape and human form and stuff. Like, they probably could design a crazier one, but it's just... I mean, this is... This is another thing. It's kind of stirring against the concept of the show. Like, I, I mean, I like cyberpunk stuff, and I knew going into the show that, like, it wasn't going to be as, as bug nuts as I like these things to get. You know, I, I like Ghost in the Shell. I like uh, Run. that that type of, you know, stuff. And this wasn't going to go that far, but still, it's it is disappointing that, now it's just a dude with headgear, and, like, he's
0: less emotional, but then he learns emotions and, you know. Oh, that reminds me. A very... Another very important aspect of this contest, like the human firefighter, he's cool. Like he's a chill dude. Uh, yeah, I mean he's competitive.
1: He clearly wants to win and show off. But like you know, they're they're saving dudes, and uh, like the the human gear, he's able to scan through rubble a bit and maybe be like a little more efficient. Although in the first stage, the first stage of the contest, they tie. Which uh, for a contest like this, shouldn't you have an odd number of victims so that ties can happen? Well, there's three people
0: on the top floor. Okay, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's a tiebreaker, right there.
1: But then, what if one of them would? But what if one of them wins the second floor, and then
0: like? <laughs> I don't know. Like it's Harry. We all know exactly what's going to happen. Like the the human gear firefighter is going to uh, sacrifice himself to save everyone, and therefore win the contest. The next episode, we all know that that's going to happen. So just move on. Uh, yeah. so like, yeah, we, let's move on. Yeah.
1: To Jin. Uh, in the Metsupo base, just seconds after it left the last episode. Yeah, uh, it turns she...
0: out that Jin is not connected to the arc after all.
1: Yeah, and he like, he was walking towards Hirobi menacingly with his gun, but in this episode, he just calmly unloads the gun and drops it, saying, yeah, uh, I I, I have something more important to do. And hey, let, let me take that street jacket off of you, Hirobi. You look better without it,
0: which, disagree, but, you know,
1: to each their own. Look, I, Jin's fashion sense of his suit is on point, so, you know.
0: Yep, they go up to the top of the dam, and Fua is there to confront them.
1: Like, Fua, Fua says, like, finally you came up. And Jin turns to him and says, were you just waiting here the whole time? <laughs> and Fua just chews some gum and doesn't answer. So I think, yeah, he was just sitting there angrily with his gun.
0: Uh, Fu asks, like, where their, uh, other representative is, like, the one who helped, uh, break them out into distributing the Raid Riders, uh, to which Jin leans in close to his ear and whispers, hey, maybe my partner's closer than you think. Hint, 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 it's you.
1: Yeah, it's, I, look, it's, it's becoming very clear.
0: <laughs> it's absolutely becoming clear. Harry, you were slightly ahead of the curve. I am 100%, like, giving this to you at this point. Yes, you got it. I mean, uh,
1: slightly added the curve. I guess that, like, episode 14 or so, that he was going to be turned into a Hubiger brain-rushed or something, so.
0: So, yeah, they transform and they fight, and it's it's really not much of what, like, Jin is still very much in control of this entire fight, and uh, Fuwa is de-transformed.
1: Yep, he, he just got his suit, so it's very powerful. Uh, He, he also has, like, a new transformation gadget, like a, an, like, his, his belt thing, it's not the... Not the standard Mezobo one, it's instead of, like, a specific sword thing he can use with fire attacks.
0: Yes, and, uh, they actually talk a little bit afterwards, as Fuwa's on the ground, like, covered in blood, and they're asking about, like, why did he repair Hirobi? And he kind of, like, shakes his head and he comes to a realization, wait, it wasn't Ames. Zaya repaired Hirobi. <laughs> Which I guess was news to them as well?
1: That's what Fuwa suspects. Because Jin is asking, also like, "Hey, I want Horobi's key, like his his little poison key that he become can become the scorpion with."
0: Uh, but anyway, uh, back at the fight, and I do think we skipped a little something, Harry, because uh, before they cut the scene, uh, Firebug from the Batman comics showed up and set the building on actual fire. I, I think it's it's actual design is a rocket panda. Uh, no, it, it's Firebug. Like it's it's one hundred percent Firebug from the Batman comics.
1: Okay, yeah, but basically. What happened was they finished the first stage, so they moved to the second, where there were just the, the dudes waiting around and not acting very well. And the then a Raid Riser shows up and says, hey, uh, hum- uh, Hamura guy, yeah, you got to win this contest and I'm going to make sure of it. But all of the victims, then suddenly stand up and say, we've spotted it, you know, and it's clear these are Ames dudes. They were waiting for a Raid Riser to show up at the contest and they were just like, <laughs> they were hanging around so they could fight him. Which,
0: sure. And, hey, he sets the building on fire. (laughs) That's a nice concrete structure. Burning. But then then again,
1: they are like the previously faceless Ames dudes, and none of them have any belts or any super tech, so they kind of just, they're not at all effective. They just get blown up in a building. And then the the Rocket Panda rocket jumps away.
0: So as we uh, go back to this building, like... There's real firefighters there. They're really putting out this real, real fire.
1: Yeah, it is it is a firefighting testing facility with a bunch of other firefighters watching, so, like, it's a lot of crews show up right away. Like, this is, this is a very fought fire.
0: It's like, if someone gets stabbed in the ER, it's not great, but that's probably the best place to get stabbed.
1: No, no, uh, Vegas Strip.
0: Really? You'd rather be stabbed on the Vegas Strip than in an ER?
1: I think there's a statistic that... Uh, the Las Vegas Strip, or at least for heart attacks, has the best survival uh, chance of anywhere in the world.
0: Huh. Good to know. Then again, thinking back to the Vegas Strip, yes, there are ambulances, like, every ten feet.
1: Yeah. They, they designed it, because, you know, lots of old people just wandered around, spending their money, so they gotta keep them alive. Uh,
0: the contest has gotten a little more real than before. And uh, the, the Human Gear firefighter, and then the Human uh, Firefighter, they are rescuing victims uh, from the rubble and it turns out that there is a person who has suffered cardiac arrest uh pinned underneath some debris yep
1: the the firefighter he was just doing his usual stuff but the human gear is able to like scan people he says like heavily injured heavily injured minor injuries oh that guy i see cardiac arrest
0: and so he writes him off
1: yeah i mean he says like his priority is getting out the people who are still wounded and alive but the firefighter guy you know Yells at that and goes and starts doing CPR and manages to restart his heart, which not how CPR works. It, depending on the type of cardiac arrest, then that can make sense. But it's just, again, not how CPR works. Usually you need a defibrillator.
0: Yep. Yep. And so uh, they get they get all those victims downstairs and the building is really going up at this point. And of course, the VP and his assistants are both still are all still up there.
1: They, they, they're they slowly realizing, oh shit, the situation is real now. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, when the human gear and the firefighter, they're outside depositing their victims to the various ambulances, the human turns to the human gear, grabs him by the shirt, and just screams, like, someone who gives up on life that easy should not be a firefighter. And I kind of agree with him here.
1: It's, I'm sure he's following procedure, like... Because there was there was lots of wounded people around him, and it's a thing where I think maybe the rule book says if there's someone who's like would need lots of help, and then someone who is wounded and just needs to be evac, probably in like a very strict definition, you're supposed to get like the people out of there. But the firefighter again is making a very reasonable judgment call of hey, try to do some life saving stuff, and he's imparting the value of life into the guy,
0: like he's giving him a very important
1: lesson. Before we get into the reactions, I want to mention, a reporter lady shows up, and she's the only new character in this episode, and I think for some reason she's the the raid riser. That would make sense. The the main thing is that she shows up and says, hey, uh, she's a reporter, and I was supposed to be doing a feature at a bakery? I don't know, I got cold over here, and oh, you know, there's people
0: coming out, there's a fire, it's crazy. She's not a very good reporter. She's either a comedy person or she is the raid rider.
1: Uh, the human gear, he's thinking about this, and his little ear thing is kind of doing the, like, thinking. He, he's he's doing the thinking emoji, but on his headgear.
0: Gaining sentience, yes.
1: And Jax looks at it and is like, alright, time for me to blatantly turn a person into a monster in an emergency situation. And he turns to you and says, hey, slap on the belt. And she she does. She looks real sad about it, though. Like I'm really looking forward to you as motivation here
0: i do like the theory that she's his daughter that would make a lot of sense there's lots of ways they could play this uh but yeah he trans like the firefighter bot he transforms on camera and he fights kind of like this is this is something important to note like he's he's stumbling around he's not really attacking anyone he's more just like no get away from me god
1: he, he does attack Aruto a little bit, but at, at this point, I think the heroes have fought these kind of basic Magir so much that they're not too much of a threat. Uh, Jack really
0: plays to the camera and says, oh, you know, uh, the, the human gear, he's going crazy. He's doing the PR move, which is, you know, what he's there to do. That's the entire point of this contest.
1: That's such a specific moment. Like, And again, this is playing into, he knew there would be a camera there, so I think this is like his... News crew, that's why he hired the Raid Riser lady. I mean, I get what he's doing, it's just... They haven't been showing him doing the footwork of making this believable.
0: It's not, but it doesn't need to be, Harry. Like, that's I, the, I don't know. the big
1: lie. He's, like, smirking and stuff when he's doing it, though.
0: Like, it, it's not a great deception. It doesn't need to be, it just needs to be a smokescreen. It's just straining a bit, and... But, yeah, there's a fight, like, uh, Aruto defends, uh defends the Raid Rider from Jack... And he uh, de-transforms him, like, he purifies him with the sword, does the move. And, at this point, post-fight, Aruto, he has to give some tough love to the firefighter. He yells at him a little bit to, you know, get his head in the game. Yeah,
1: you didn't understand what it meant to save lives. Then again, neither did I. You know, Captain Hamura taught us both a valuable lesson. And yeah, hey, let's learn about this, and it's something we can think about. But then they get interrupted because... That vice president is still the top floor, and the fire is kind of kicked
0: up. And so now the two firefighters must team up to do an entry from the outside, which is highly risky. And that's the next episode, Harry. It's backdraft. Two partners that don't get along. Can they save the VP? Short answer, yes.
1: I mean, you mentioned it, but I do think the the next episode preview does kind of spoiler exactly what's about to happen.
0: I did even watch the preview.
1: That's one of the rules for the show. You shouldn't, but it's just, I guess it's... I guess I'm kind of doing it, because I'm the
0: gallant? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was... Was this a nothing episode? Yeah, kind of. But it was fun. It was fun, it was breezy, and it it wasn't exactly moving along the plot or having a lot of stakes, but that's fine. Like, they're just moving this along and having fun, enjoyable, funny episodes until the end of this particular arc. Look,
1: Some of my favorite episodes and shows are ones that don't move the plot forward, but like, this one it wasn't like a fun diversion either. It was it was just a rote, we're doing another one of these contests, the human gear, You can see the the fight and like the conflict it's the lesson he's going to learn. It's you know what's going to happen and they're not often the side doing like with match, you know. There were fun characters in that and they were doing wacky stuff, but in this one they're just doing the contest and it's uh it's I just didn't like it. I didn't hate it, you know. I I watched it and you know, I had a sight grain but it's just it's a lot of nothing for me. You know, Let's go to something that's loud enough for everybody in the world.
0: So yeah, the final episode of Guy. Boy, Harry, like, I was wondering why you were so convinced that episode 46 was really the end of the series, but man, no, no, you, you were right. You were 100% right. This is not
1: written by Gana Urbucci. This is written by the guy who wrote the boring movie that I made you skip. The, the movie that was, that seemed like it could have been interesting because it's like a soccer battle in another dimension, but he made that the most boring version of that possible with the most forgettable villain. And for some reason he decided to, like, bring back that villain. It, all right, at the start of it, they have a flashback to, I guess it's a flashback to a moment when Kota and Michi were still friends. But if you think about it, Michi and Kota, they were only fighting Invest and people thought that the beat writers were behind it. That was only after Michi was angry that Kota was still fighting the Invest. So Michi had already kind of turned on Kota at that point. So this was never a moment that happened.
0: Maybe it's like an idealized moment. Maybe this is like a moment in Michi's mind. His broken, shattered mind.
1: <laughs> we really needed another episode to redeem Michi, is what this writer thought.
0: Yes, absolutely, because everyone loves Michi. Like this is this is seven months since the destruction of Hellheim. Takatora and it's, Michi. It's just another time skip.
1: Like in the last episode, they did time skip like oh, we're rebuilding and stuff. And they just do that beat again, except less good. <laughs> And the last time wasn't good. This is less good. Last time, pretty bad. There's the rule in writing that sometimes you want to leave them wanting more. And last episode, I could argue did that. This one, no, it it doesn't do that. Because just the beat writers dancing again. Them turning to Michi and saying, like, hey, you want to dance? And him being like, no, I don't deserve it again. Like, now his brother is there saying, like, oh, I got to go to America to help out with rebuilding. So I guess he's going to get a shovel and dig up the ashes that are America.
0: <laughs> like the beat writers that wanted Michi to dance with them. Some of them were physically strapped to a table and had like life draining devices shoved into their faces by Michi.
1: Peko is the only one who says, nah, fuck that guy. And yeah, Peko was the one who was beaten nearly to death by a uh, overlord while Michi sat and smiled.
0: At his explicit instructions. But yeah. So Michi is just being a bummer. If there's... Do we really need to talk about this episode, Harry?
1: Uh, there's a bug thing, whatever. It lands on a girl. Anyway, here's the the moment that pissed me off. <laughs> so it's Takatora sitting at Shermont. He's sitting outside having cake with Kota's terrible sister, Akira, that last episode or maybe like two episodes ago, I was like, oh, maybe she realized what she did wrong. Now he, Takatora says to her, I never really understood Mitsusane. I couldn't help him. And Akira shrugs and says, eh. I never understood Koto well either. Brothers are just like that. It's best this way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Akira, fuck you forever. It's almost literally that this is fine comic, just with them at a different cafe.
0: You know, what's also kind of annoying about the scene is this is Takatora bringing a girl to Bravo's place. It Bravo's... All right.
1: I guess Akira never realized it happened, but remember the last time Akira went to Sharman, she was, like, there as part of a hostage situation, because, like...
0: That's right, she was almost assassinated
1: the last time she was here. By, by Acorn, who is now the guy, like, alright, this is almost a growth thing for Acorn, because now he's made the new pastry thing that they really like, they give it their compliments. And there should have been a moment when he... there should have been a moment where he turned to and said... Hey, sorry about the whole hostage thing. And she could look at him and be like, what? I didn't, like, because she didn't realize that was happening.
0: <laughs> no, but that would be acknowledging some of the past, Terry, where they just wanted to have a nice, clean bow on everything.
1: Anyway, locusts show up and attack him. Like, there's just a bunch of locusts.
0: Acorn is the true hero of this episode, but no.
1: He should be, but he's not allowed. This this is a fast forward of a game in that they establish a character who should be the hero, but he's not allowed to be.
0: Up, but they gotta focus on Beachie.
1: So the flies, they form into a monster that Takatora thinks is an inves. I don't know. It he's kind of one. There's also an armored rider guy. And he turns to to Takatora and says, Yes, it's been a long time. I am Kogane, the cold fruit, and Beachy says, Who? <laughs> and is like, Oh right, that was like a dream to you guys, your memories got erased. So this is a monster from a movie that no one watched. That everyone in the show has forgotten about, and he has showed up after the plot of show has ended, and he's just like, I guess I'm gonna destroy humanity? I'm just kind of, I'm annoyed, and I want revenge.
0: He's also just like one guy, and I know that there's not writers left, but there are guns left, people. Yeah. Like, what's he doing? What the hell is he doing?
1: I don't know. He says he's going to destroy the world, but it really doesn't seem like he could do that. Like, if the plan was just, I'm going to show up and just murder the people who stopped me last time, that would be, like, better stakes. Because it would make sense.
0: Uh Uh-huh. That's that's a scale that he should be shooting for. (laughs) To shoot for more, that makes it laughable. But yeah, there's a fight. Acord is there. He's defending humanity. Yada, yada, yada. Everyone tries to fight him
1: on foot, like, without the belts. But they don't, because they all got broken. Then Takatora, when they ask him, like, hey, you had a bunch of those... Korokage troopers, Takatora says, No, we destroyed all of our belts and lock seeds because we didn't want the next cell to be able to use them for evil. It's weird to be arguing against disarmament, but some of those inventions were massively important. Like, the belts that could supply nutrition to a person just when they were doing it, like, that would be amazing for hospital care.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's a ring of sustenance. Like, my god, that alone. Yeah, like, just that.
1: Alone, that technology could revolutionize when so many say industries. they like,
0: destroyed all of them, are they, they're talking about, like, hundreds of thousands of these belts, right? Maybe millions? Because they were projected for a billion belts. Yeah. It,
1: and he's lying, by the way, because he immediately goes home to get one. And uh, Acorn, because he's you know, smart and kind of the tactician, that that's the role he wanted to be instead of the weird comedy guy who didn't know what he was doing in his life. He says, hey, I need this. Um, Do you, do you know what happened to my friend Hase? <laughs> <laughs> and Takator says offhandedly, yeah, he turned into an infest and was killed by Yggdrasil. <laughs> There's like not even a moment for that to breathe.
0: Fuck, I forgot that they did that right there. Like, oh my God, just such an offhand. Oh yeah, your friend is dead. By the way, we've known this for like a year and no one told you.
1: Okay, so the first three months, Takotaro was in a coma, but it's been four months where where he's been up and about and, I guess, helping Michi, I don't know, still be sad, but, like, not be in sad clothes.
0: Let's get to the fight. So, Acorn, he's fighting, like, the monsters, and it's not going great because it's a low-level belt and this is a movie monster. He does get a good zinger in uh, after they're, like, you know, curb-stopping him for a bit, that this beating is nothing compared to my patisserie training. If
1: the whole deal with this... If the whole deal with this episode had been, hey, there's just some minor threat at the end of it, and the people left behind have to show growth and deal with it on their own, like, actually, it's kind of heroic. Like, Acorn, he's saying, like, hey, I've – this is, like, it should be his episode. He's been working. He has uh, his new confection at Charmant that everyone loves, and he realized that it's his fault what happened to Hase happened. Like, he realizes I abandoned him, drove him into that situation. This is me atoning. This is actually Tim doing that. And if he was allowed to actually, you know, fight and win, that would be something. But no, he just has the moment where he uses the belt, but then gets knocked down and whatever. It's broken again.
0: Yep. And then
1: Michi shows up to save the day. You know what? I've talked to Michi a lot. But if this was him actually maybe doing something to save the world and, like, fighting just for that, maybe that would be something. But, and Michi... Somehow, like, it's barely explained, but he just kind of falls down and shoots Kogane and manages to get him and be like, haha, now I can win. But Kogane says, hey, I'm possessing this girl. So, like, yeah, he's been out of the transformation a couple times. He's he's this weird girl, and he's, like, possessing her. There's an effect on the voice. I am planning to destroy the whole world. That is my stated goal. But I'm also possessing a girl. So Michi, of all the characters, I certainly expect you to be the one who is not able to deal with the situation. And of all the times for Michi to not fucking be Michi, (laughs) he said he is going to, every human being in the world will come to a painful death at his hand, but you don't want to shoot a girl. So, yeah, Michi de-transforms.
0: Because Michi continues to be useless all the way through the end. But don't worry, uh, Deus Ex Golden Apple is there to save his ass. Kota, Kota shows up, he immediately destroys the monster, and then he gives Michi a pep top because that's what Michi needs, and then they just proceed to curb stomp the the movie monster for a little bit together. And by together, I mean Kota does it single-handedly while Michi is there occasionally firing shots at it.
1: It's like a kid on a bike doesn't know how to use a bike yet, and their dad is like holding them up being like, you're doing it, son! That's what Kota is. It's
0: so bad. It's like, it's taking away any heroic moment from Michi. Not that Michi deserves it, but it's like, it's robbing him of agency. It's robbing the seed of any stakes. Like, is just there to solve everything because, hey, he's a god. Why not?
1: This is the first time in doing all of this podcast that I have gone into my video player and said, like, all right, yeah, let's play this at double speed just so I can see the rest of this episode.
0: <laughs> and these are 22 minute episodes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, like, we're only- uh, recovering less than usual today.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And- Kind of funny. Uh, after the fight, Kota says, you've- you've done well, Michi, you've certainly grown. Uh, tell my sister hi. Anyway, I'm going away forever.
0: Yep. Uh, Kota fucks off, and then we quickly see that, hey, the guardian tree has regrown, and Kaito's spirit is linked with it.
1: And Mai is there, because she wants to hang out with Kaito.
0: And not Kota!
1: <laughs> yeah. Again, I th- I really think, if I take anything from this, Mai maybe is helping a little bit set up stuff on the world, but then she's kind of coming back to Earth and hanging out with Ghost, Ghost Kaito, like, as the tree.
0: <sighs> and that's the end of the series. Like, man, such a disappointing end. Or rather, no, 46 was the end. This is the disappointing coda. Hey!
1: Sometimes on Kamen Rider series, there's, like, an extra episode at the end that kind of has some guest stuff from other series and this really isn't that it's just i really think they came in one episode short and again, urbert refused to write anything more like he finished what he wanted and he was done you
0: know common writer double actually had a really really effective final episode like it was it was low stakes it was post like it was post the big bad and it was a great emotional payoff episode and that's what they were trying for with this it's just that they failed really bad
1: yeah, Kamen Rider Double episode 51 shows the growth and development of all the characters. It's great. It's it's one of the best episodes. And this is not that.
0: No, it is not. No, it is not. This is just a big
1: fart of nothing. And we're done watching Gaim. Yep. I, I wanted to have a break, so we're not going into RPM this week. Instead, uh, we thought about some games we could do. And Sam suggested something that hopefully won't be a disaster. Sam, do you want to go into the game?
0: Yes, this is a suggestion stolen blatantly off a friend's post on Facebook. I cannot remember who to give them credit, Uh, but that's life. So, what we have done is we are doing a bracket challenge. Harry and I, uh, we have both brought four suggestions for Super Sentai teams. Like... It is the end of a Super Sentai season. We are going to Tohi America. Like, they are desperate for a new idea, something to plan and pitch to develop for the next year. The timing of this is, of course, off because I think they know, like, two years in advance, but whatever, whatever. This is the pitch meeting where we are going to the president and we are saying, hey, you know what your next Super Sentai team should be? It should be this.
1: We've each come with four asterisks. We actually came with five because it was blind and we had extras in case we doubled up. And we are going to pit them against each other in kind of a bracket. Like our first, my first place versus Sam's fourth place, and then moving on. And then I guess we'll just keep going until it's not fun anymore or we finish it or we finish all the fights.
0: Yep, yep. So, Harry, shall we start with uh, your number one and my number four?
1: Yes, because I don't want to start with my number four. So my number one Sentai theme that I've thought about and actually was like, oh, this could be cool. So I like kind of sciency stuff and maybe some education, and so this is kind of a physics theme Sentai. Okay. And each and each of the members of the like all of the Sentai members are based on one of the states of matter.
0: Interesting. So solid, uh, liquid, gas, and plasma.
1: Well, the the core three are uh, red is air. Blue is liquid, and yellow is solid. So it's one of those series that starts with three and then two more get added. And the two more get added are pink, which is plasma, and black, which is Bose-Einstein
0: condensate. (laughs) Okay. And I take it the villains that they were up against would be uh, anti-matter or something to that effect.
1: I I was thinking maybe like the four fundamental forces and then kind of tying them into the four horsemen. Uh, you're, you're putting me on the spot a little here, because like, I'm not sure if, if fucking famine is weak nuclear force or something, but like I, I'm i the type of nerd who would love thinking that's the justifying like, why war is electromagnetism or something. I'm not sure.
0: You know what, Harry? A very strong contender. My number four going up against that, uh, to be a little bit topical, I think that it would be fun to have a Super Sentai team of Pandemic Fighters. We're talking about, like, uh, field me- uh, field medics. We're talking about people setting up hospitals, people uh, running logistics in towns. Like, these are heroes that are airdropped into uh, into villages, into cities, to fight diseases. And, of course, those diseases are manifested as monsters to menace the populace.
1: Interesting. Kind of, kind of an x Eight thing going. And I say that because I know you don't know
0: anything about x Uh Despite having watched the first ten episodes, yes, I can concur. Uh, but, yeah, just... A focus on health, focus on uh, public awareness, and focus on like punching diseases in the face because that is really, really good to watch.
1: That's the problem here. I'm gonna argue that your your contest is a bad one because, in as we're learning, <laughs> great, great job, Sam. First of all, you've made this very grim in light of certain situations, <laughs> um, in disease situations. What you should really be doing is kind of avoiding social gathering. So a team-based show in a pandemic situation is, ac- is actually kind of bad. Like, and you shouldn't be punching people because that's like, is there going to be points in the fights where they then have to clean their hands a lot?
0: No, 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 no. Harry, like, clearly their Super Sentai suits are like uh, EVAC or uh, whatever. It's, you know, they're environmentally sealed.
1: All right, then your show is already canceled because five stud people died. It's like the, the, <laughs> the backflips of the first one you know how hot those things get?
0: Yes, <laughs> like, they, can, yes they cannot
1: fight in those. Yeah, y- you've you've lost, Sam.
0: Fine. Yes, it would be. It would be nice to watch the uh, the forces or the the states of matter uh, fighting. I could see a lot of really fun moves there. And hey, you know what? That was your number one versus my number four. I'm co- I'm okay with my number four losing to your number one.
1: Yeah, don't don't worry. My teams are getting worse pretty soon.
0: Yeah, especially because Harry, you know what my number three is. That's going up against your number two. It's a super Sentai team based entirely around adorable kittens.
1: Mm. Interesting.
0: These are adorable teens carrying around adorable kittens. All their adventures revolve around adorable kittens. You know what, Harry? You know what, Harry? The the rager that is introduced halfway through the series is an adorable kitten with a belt on it fucking top that all right i feel like
1: this is kind of showing that you're not as much of an anime fan because you said they're carrying kittens but like you could i mean i think there actually are shows and stuff where it's just they're cat girls (laughs) but anyway all right so my number two this is also educational but in a different way and all right kittens they're popular on the internet but like that's kind of a you watch a kitten video, and then you're done, you know? you They're like little bursts. No, what's Eric, something- you watch
0: a kitten video, and then you watch another ten goddamn kitten videos. No, no, no,
1: Sam. What's something on the internet that people binge watch all the time? Like, people talk about, like, really viral videos, very popular. I'm talking about cooking. Hmm. Sam, I have a Sentai team based on flavors. Red is umami. Yellow is sour. Green is bitter. Blue is salt. White is sweet. And it's one of those series where, like, a villain turns out to be, like, they they kind of redeem a villain and he joins a team. So the sixth ranger is green uh, oleogastus, or fat. The recently discovered sixth flavor. Which actually tastes bad, but kind of brings out the other flavors. This is teaching kids about nutrition. And, like, cooking videos are big on the internet, Sam. Like, do you watch Bon Appetit Test Kitchen?
0: Yes, I do, Harry. Yes, I do. And you know what? A lot of those chefs, they have kittens on their shirts like the internet is made of cats for cats by cats.
1: I don't know the I've watched lots of gourmet makes and the only animal I've seen in those was uh, the dog toby goofy. I I don't remember seeing a cats and I I don't know see like and here's the thing if they're carrying around cats like do you think those cats are gonna be will they cooperate during the fights? Again, you're quitting things that like cats be in fights
0: No 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 Harry they're being menaced by the monsters. Like, it's an adorable kitten up in a tree, and the rangers have to fight off a monster before the kitten falls, and you see the kitten just dangling from a branch, like its legs kicking, it meowing, like, meow, meow, meow. Look, look,
1: Sam, we need to teach kids about nutrition, about, like, the wide world of, like, cooking for themselves, and, like, how we can bring out flavors. Like, this is, like, from all around the world. Like, how-
0: So, is all the team just, like, chefs? Like, are they working at a restaurant? What's the scene? Uh, they're at a culinary school. A culinary school, you say? Yeah. Is this is this the food fight anime?
1: Uh, Fighting Foodons? No, but it could be, because... Well, no, that got cancelled, so no, it's not that. It's like that, but it lasts longer.
0: <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. Oh wait, it, it's... It's,
1: uh, Sengeki no Soma. Isn't that a thing? Is that what it's called? Uh, you, would, you would know that a lot more than I... There's some food anime that ends in soma, and the only thing I know about it is that it's actually weirdly an excuse for scantily clad women somehow. A lot of the a lot of the time.
0: Yeah, the flavors are so good that their clothes are blasted off. It's.
1: This is a little more kitty version of that.
0: So what do you think, Harry? Like, do kittens win or does food win?
1: I don't know. See, it's, it's just you. You haven't you haven't broken up the like. Okay, they're kittens, but like. How is it like a team? Like, what's the different aspects of the kittens? Because it's just like, it's
0: well, it's just like it's kittens. Different colors, clearly. Like, there's a calico, there's a torty, there's a tuxedo, there's a silver. And if you think if you think that a calico and a torty kitty are the same, oh, you do not know kitties. It, it
1: would get repetitive. Alright, here's the problem, Sam, because, like, this, right. you say you stole this bracket format from someone, but I don't think it was intended for, like, us to both bring half of it and fight, because, like, I just, alright, with the next one, Sam, I'm probably gonna be pretty easy to convince that yours are better. At least for these two, I mean, I do think my flavor's, mm.
0: Harry, Harry, does Guy Fieri guest star?
1: Uh, Maybe Guy Fieri is, uh, is the Sixth Ranger, only Augustus.
0: (laughs) Harry, you went with Sixth Ranger, you didn't go with Villain?
1: Well, like I said, he's converted because that's okay, Sam, let me just tell you about this. Have you not heard how Garfiy is actually a great dude?
0: Yes, I know, I know, but he's such a he, symbol. He... he is such a symbol for being like, you know, the villain of flavor
1: yeah, but that that's why the heroes are redeeming him because like he he uses the like fat and stuff a lot. He uses it too much, but then the heroes teach him like, hey, it's still useful. You can balance it out with these things and make it more nutritious and part of a better meal. I I don't know. I I genuinely think mine is a better concept. Hmm. So do we? Do we need to. We need to get a tiebreaker. All right, Sam. Did you tell Sarah about these? Here, here's the thing. Did I was thinking we need to bring in a third party. Hmm. Did you tell Sarah about your teams? Like, would she know? Yes, uh, is the better she. Team?
0: She helped me come up with them. Shit. All right. Did you tell? You know what? I will. I will give this one to you. Just so we can keep the podcast moving.
1: Okay, yeah. Don't worry, I'll be easier to convince the others.
0: Okay. So, what is your pitch, Harry? You're number three versus my number two. (laughs) All right.
1: So, I know this is a little hard to argue because my last one was on good nutrition. But I was looking around and decided... So, this is one of those teams that's, like, actually... It's a bunch of existing characters, but they band up. This is like kind of a special, like maybe a limited run series, but it's still very popular. It's got, it's one of those weirdly well-run kind of corporate things. And it is a Sentai team made of Soda mascots. (laughs) So the red is the Coca-Cola bears. Blue is Pepsi man. Green is cool spot. Pink is the quick bunny and white is punchy from Hawaiian punch. And they have the mentor of Dr.
0: Pepper. Like, I see it, it's very visual, but Harry, you know what? I gotta DQ ya, because, goddamn that that's not a Sentai team, that's an advertisement campaign.
1: Have you heard of, uh, what is it, Tiger and Bunny? Like, there was an anime that was specifically about sponsorships in superheroes, and it had real sponsorships.
0: It had real sponsorships? Like, Coke I, was one I, of the sponsorships?
1: I think there was, like, a Coke Zero sponsorship on one of the female leads.
0: That's fine, that's fine. I'll believe you, but let's move on, because that's... I mean, Harry, that's that's nothing. That's a sugary, nothing of a Sentai team. You yourself said that it's a limited-run concept as opposed to mine, which is something that no Sentai team has ever done before. This is an entirely new concept, an entirely new area, and something that the fans need. Because, Harry, this is about the wrath of the elders. This is... A group of five senior citizens bringing their worldly experience and becoming Power Rangers. Wandering around town, like just giving lessons to the youngins, spreading their wisdom, and enjoying one last ride, Harry. One last ride into the sun. Think of all the experience. Think of all the stories. Think of all the drama. The flashbacks, Harry. My god, the flashbacks. I wasn't expecting
1: to for you to come up with anything so bad that I would argue <laughs> against you winning. But are you creating a children's show, Sam? Yes based around I am, a group Harry. of old people wandering in and, and like just lecturing children. Is that your actual argument, Sam?
0: Not lecturing, teaching, instructing, protecting, developing, like these are wandering, wandering old souls that would come into people's lives and leave them better for having the encounters before they moved on to the next town.
1: How could you rank this higher than kittens? <laughs> old people higher than kittens?
0: <laughs> I believe that old people are higher than kittens, Harry. Do you want to just bring in kittens?
1: Like, just have kittens win this round?
0: Well, but if kittens win this round, then it would be an exact repeat of kittens versus Flavortown. Oh, yeah, shit.
1: Ah, uh, so we gotta decide this.
0: Harry, like, you brought in a fucking, like, limited-run commercial series. That that does not trump the Wisdom of the Elders. Okay, fine. the Wrath of the Elders. The Time of the Elders.
1: You know what? It'll get past the first round, but I'll tell you this happens not getting past the second.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And so the finals, like, my number one, Harry, you are going big on education. You are going big on theme begun concept, and I have one here for you. Because this Super Sentai team, it is based on philosophical concepts.
1: Children's show, Sam!
0: We will have rangers devoted to utilitarianism, existentialism, what, what, absurdism, what, what Harry. Absurdism! Think about Sam, the absurdist ranger.
1: did you assign the colors, though? Because...
0: No, I did not. I did not plan that far ahead. But Harry... Sam!
1: I I sat there, I had sat there for a while and tried to figure out, you know, what color Bose Einstein condensate is. Are you telling me you did, like, tell, you did figure out whether or not uh, utilitarianism was was green?
0: Well, let's say utilitarianism is green, Uh, existentialism is blue, Uh, absurdism, I mean, that's... This is, this is
1: not from the heart. (laughs) Let me tell you something from the heart, Sam. And let me, let me remind you, children's show. So... (laughs) I was thinking about, so, like, at, for a while in designing these teams, I kind of went down the rabbit hole of, like, all right, what are things that just comes in groups of five or, like, groups of six that I could, like, divide up? Uh, hockey team was what I considered. Um, <laughs> the White Ranger was the goalie. Um, but, uh, no, like, then I thought of sports. But it's really hard finding a sport that's three-on-three. Three, except I thought of one that's not just a sport. It's an sport. So... I have a ranger team, for th- that the children are gonna fucking love because it's based around esports, and they're each based around esports that are like different player counts. So number one red is Street Fighter one v one. Black is the only kind of stretch because like there are two v two professional matches, so I went with those. Starcraft. I actually forgot to mention the name. The original Yeah. Green is Apex Legends three on three. Yellow is PUBG four v four, and cause green and yellow are like very similar, they're kind of like rivals. Blue is League of Legends, uh, with with five players, and also blue hates women. <laughs> and the sixth ranger, uh, the white ranger, is
0: Overwatch. Intriguing, intriguing. But not as intriguing as philosophical concepts. Harry, Harry, like I want, I <laughs> want right, you to Sam. imagine, like two okay, rangers. Like- no,
1: I want you to imagine. I want you to imagine, Sam. L- let's think. A-, a child is looking at. I don't know. They're looking at uh, some ads for the shows that they have to watch. It- it's it's Sunday morning. They're they've woken up and they have a choice. They look and see. All right. Do I want to see? The side of utilitarianism fight fight an evil Immanuel Kant, like, from the <laughs> Negaverse. Fuck or, yeah, you do. Or do I want to see uh, a guy use the power of Ryu and, an- and another lady use the power of Symmetra to fight uh, Mario and uh, Kirby? Because here's the secret, Sam. The villains in this one are Smash Brothers. Because Smash Brothers is not actually a fighting
0: game. That is strong. I will say, Harry, yours is strong.
1: Okay. If there's an argument against, no way that I'll ever be able to license this. (laughs) Like, it'll be difficult. Like, if you thought getting the the Coke bears as the Red Ranger was hard, fucking getting like, uh, yeah, getting Apex Legends and PUBG on the same team. Like, honestly, I, I like this theme. I almost want to DQ myself because it'll be so hard to get.
0: Yeah, also, I mean, like, halfway through, like, Harry, this is like TV production, like the video games that you're naming right now, like, they would fall out of favor, like, halfway through the season, and then a new one would come up, and then you would either have to license that and bring it in, or you would just have to be, like, you know, riding a dead horse for an entire season, whereas with mine, you would get to see an absurdist and a nihilist have a philosophical contest on the battlefield while they're stabbing each other. I, I hope
1: you understand, Sam. Your your fighters going into round two are old people in philosophy for our children's show battle.
0: Yes. So, yes, sorry, yeah, let, Yes.
1: Let's do philosophy versus cool science. Like, uh, Bill Nye, basically. It's the states of matter. Like, all kinds of crazy experiments and stuff. That That's the next battle, right? Basically?
0: Uh, yeah, that's kind of our number ones versus each other, isn't it? I think yours is a little bit more visually compelling.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: I think mine is more mentally stimulating. I think that there would be more interesting conversations. uh, But the visual on yours is probably a little bit stronger. Okay, yeah. The next one, Sam,
1: is old people versus food.
0: Well, old people like food. Old people eat a lot of food, Harry.
1: Old people don't have as much taste. Like, they would just like the, the Green Ranger, the bitter one. That's all they would do.
0: In retrospect, perhaps I should have assigned colors to people. I think I would have had stronger arguments then.
1: Yes, if you if you divided up the old people to like, oh, the, the green one is the cool uncle, and the blue one is like the... The
0: blue one has like a really old car that he keeps maintaining. <laughs> the,
1: the sixth ranger buys a beer and tells you not to tell anyone.
0: <laughs> See, Harry, doesn't that sound great? No, not as good as food. Uh, you know what? Fine. Like, do you want
1: to just go to the final rounds, like physics versus old people?
0: <laughs> I mean, that's kind of reality. What do you think about it?
1: <laughs> oh, that caught me. the The problem is, I I do think my states of matter one is like it's actually a good idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it is. Like, I I see the transformations. I see like the attacks. I see the special moves. And you know what? That's just damn good television right there.
1: Although I would argue that, like, the Flavors one is also a really good idea. Like, I, I genuinely think you could do a good show based on that. So, like like all games we do in this show, Sam, uh, it kind of petered out towards the end and we decided, eh, Harry wins because he prepared more. Next time. Next time shall be different. Uh, but next episode will also be different because we are going to take a break off because, you know, we, we've been doing straight game for a while. So we are going to try something else, which as of right now, I mean uh future ghost harry may chime in to say plans have changed but i think right now the idea was that we're going to be watching some anime and maybe doing either commentary tracks or reaction videos
0: uh possibly some uh, my hero academia because our friends keep talking about it and there's a fucking movie in the theaters for it right now and i have no idea what it is yeah, sam sam is
1: on the internet so little that he has no he knows nothing about my hero academia i, I think that's probably a strong one like i was considering Dr. Stone, because that's kind of good and current, and also, oh, uh, yeah, Dr. Stone is actually a good example of, like, kind of a, like, a Kaito character done as a villain, but actually done well as a villain, because Tsukasa in that one, it's, it's like, an apocalypse thing, but then, uh, when people kind of get turned to a stone but then revived, and one of them, when he comes back, it's like, actually, we should, this is a chance to destroy the old society, but, like, the person fighting against him actually has philosophy and good arguments, so it's it's a much better fight so if i can introduce sam to froppy then i think i should use that chance so we'll, we'll probably do my here academia and maybe commentary tracks which i don't think a lot of people listen to uh but you know we're doing this for us
0: <laughs> we're doing it for us and 10 other people
1: yeah i mean i don't know maybe i'll maybe i'll edit together a thing and like because there's a small enough number of fans maybe i could just you can uh like Message me and I'll send you actually edited together versions of our commentary on top of it. We'll figure it out, but we'll probably do something like that and we'll do it next week. But no matter what shows we do, Sam, there's there's one thing we can take from Gaim to carry us forward into the future. What are we going to keep doing?
0: We're going to keep dancing. We are going to remember the one good lesson from Gaim and we're going to keep dancing.